Amen. Thank you so much, Brenda. Thank you for all of you in the choir and those of you who play the instruments. Thank you for the good music this morning. And our text today is in Ezekiel chapter 37. We are doing a series of messages and we're going through 40 days of prayer leading up to something that's going to happen on September 10th. Did y'all hear anything about that? And so we're looking forward to having a great day together. We're preparing our hearts. We're inviting people. And uh, today's message is entitled, Can These Bones Live? And it's a great passage in Ezekiel chapter 37. I grew up in the country. We always lived. We never lived in town, ever. And so we, my brother and I, and sometimes my little brother would tag along, we were always out in the pasture. We were always out exploring and looking for things. And it was not unusual to come across a pile of bones somewhere. It was either, a, you know, just a wild animal. Sometimes it was a cow that had died and left back, uh, left behind. Or sometimes even maybe we would come across uh, horse skulls or something like that. Because not only did we roam our own property, but our parents knew other people that had ranches and farms. So we were just, you know, as long as we weren't underfoot, they were happy. But we never ran into anything like Ezekiel ran into in this passage. It's amazing. It was a whole valley full of these dry bones. And it was a valley that was, I don't know what happened, but it, they had been there so long that maybe it was a battle. There were, they were so dry, the wind had scorched them, they were bleached out. Maybe there were chariots laying around that were broken. I don't know, but God led him into this valley of dry bones. And God gave us this passage, and he gave Ezekiel this passage, and he gave the children of Israel this passage, and you and I, he gave this passage to help us to understand that even though something may be dead or, or something may look hopeless with God, it can always be revitalized. There's always hope with our God. And that's what the message is really about today. But the Israelites were down. They were discouraged. They were defeated. And in verse 11 of chapter 37, they said, Our bones are dried up and our hope has perished. We are completely cut off. Their passion for God had gone. Somewhere along the way, they lost their passion for God. They lost their passion for His Word. And so they were just discouraged. And they felt like they had dry bones. They had no hope. They had no future. They had been cut off. Like many people in our day, they felt like they had really come to the end of the road. And there just wasn't any place, any way out. And so God gave them a message of hope in the midst of that. It was a sad picture, really, because at one time there was a lot of life, there was a lot of hope, there was a lot of joy in their lives. But that had gone by the wayside. Why did that happen? Because they took their focus off of God. Do you remember when God sent them into the land? And he gave them a series of blessings and curses. And he says, hey, if you'll just do what I ask you to, if you'll stay close to me, if you'll do what I say and be obedient, then I will bless you. I will sustain you. I will make you great in the midst of all the nations. And you will be my missionary nation to all the peoples around me. But if you don't, I'm going to give you over to your enemies. I'm going to exile you to a foreign land. And sooner or later... The birds are going to come and eat your dead carcasses. And Ezekiel sees this valley of dry bones. And it's exactly what had happened. Because they got their focus also off of God. And so God took his favor off of them. But not only did he take his favor off of them. But he sent judgment upon them. And discipline upon them. And so that's not, that's, that's not the good part. But that is the true part of, of what God has said. If you think God doesn't keep his word. Just read his word and you'll see. 
But what these dry bones needed was to be revitalized. They needed to be renewed. They needed life in them. And there is good news. God's still in the reviving business. Look in Ezekiel 37 verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me. And he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord. And set me down in the middle of the valley. And it was full of bones. He caused me to pass among them round about. And behold there were very many on the surface of the valley. And lo they were very dry. He said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. You remember that song? Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, that you may come to life. I will put sinews on you and make flesh grow back on you. Cover you with skin and put breath in you that you may come alive. And you will know that I am the Lord. Have you noticed how often he repeats that phrase in the Old Testament? You will know that I am the Lord. God is all about us knowing who he is and exalting himself. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to its bone foot bone connected to the ankle bone, the ankle bone connected to the leg bone, them bones, them jumping bones. And I looked and behold, sinews were on them and flesh grew and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they come to life. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they came to life and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up, and our hope has perished. We are completely cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves, my people. And I will bring you into the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves. And caused you to come up out of your graves. My people. I will put my spirit within you. And you will come to life. And I will place you on your own land. Then you will know. That I the Lord have spoken. And done it. Can dry bones live? Absolutely. How does that happen? It happens, first of all, by the presence of the living God. God came. God came in the midst of that dead and hopeless and dry situation. God came. The presence of God. And the presence of God was with Ezekiel. His hand was upon him. And God came in the midst of that. And he said to Ezekiel, and it says in verse 2, He caused me to pass among all of these bones. He gave him a guided tour of this valley of dry bones. And he showed him, and the more he showed him, the more he realized how hopeless things looked. There was no sign of life. As a matter of fact, the only thing there was a reminder of when things were better. You ever get to that point in your life? Whether it's as an individual or a family, as a church, you're just longing for the day when things were better. But the fact is, who can go back? There is no way to go back. You cannot do that. So in the midst of that, in the midst of all those dry bones, there was a remembrance of, of better times. Things weren't always like that. There was a day when their life was filled with purpose and praise to God. There were wonderful days. 
Times when they were excited about God and what God was going to do. Maybe you had a time like that somewhere. Maybe you're having that right now. I hope so. That you're excited that God has saved you. Somehow, God has reached down from heaven and sent the spirit of living God to your heart and said to you, here I am. And God came and he convicted you and you trusted Christ and he sent the spirit of God to live within you and it was exciting. And you couldn't wait. You couldn't wait to get up the next day and open up the word of God and see what he was going to say to you. You just were hungry for it and, it was, and, and life was good. As a matter of fact, if you had to miss anything all week, the last thing you would have ever missed was worship because you longed to be with God's people and hear from God again. Well, that's the way it was for the Israelites, at least for a time, until they got distracted. Does that sound anything like our modern world? I say, does that sound anything like our modern world? Not or something. It does, doesn't it? They could remember better times. So what happened to their passion and their fire? When David realized his great sin with Bathsheba, he came before God and he said, Be gracious to me, O God, according to your loving kindness. According to the greatness of your compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. When that prodigal son was sitting in the mud of that pig pen, a Jewish boy feeding pigs, the Bible says he came to himself and that would be a Good place to come to yourself, wouldn't it? He said, He said, This is crazy. Paraphrase, I got to go home. The servants at my father's house are eating better than I am. I'm going home. I, I'm going home. I'm, I'm rehearsing my speech. I'm going to go home. And of course, when he got there, he didn't even need the speech. The father was so glad to see him come back. You see, there wasn't God who had left, it was the boy who had left. and It was the same with the nation of Israel and the same so often with you and me and our friends and neighbors around us. It, it's not God that goes away, it's us that drift away, isn't it? And That's what was going on with him. It's easier to blame something or someone else and the prodigal son had to come to the end of himself before he finally said, it's me, it's me. It's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. So the more Ezekiel saw, the more he was convinced that the only hope was for God to intervene. Without God's touch, without God's presence, there would not be hope. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. But maybe we ought to add another line to that. What can revitalize my heart? Nothing but the presence of God. Nothing but knowing that He's here and that I can come to Him. And that He's there for me in my valleys. God came and He showed Him those dry bones. And He spoke to Him about those dry bones. Son of man, He said, can these bones live? And Ezekiel, <laughs> Ezekiel was a wise man. He, he didn't say, I got this, God. He didn't say, that's crazy, God. He just said, Lord, only you know. Only you know. He knew that God could do something. He did what King Jehoshaphat did when he was up against his enemy and it looked hopeless. In Second Chronicles, it says, he prayed, Oh, our God, will you not judge them? 
for we are powerless before this great multitude who are coming against us, nor do we not know what to do. You remember the last line? We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you, he said. A little back further up into that same chapter, he said, it says, Jehoshaphat was afraid and turned his attention to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to seek help from the Lord. They even came from all the cities of Judah to seek the Lord. They got serious. They, they got serious about seeking the presence of God. Why are we doing 40 days of prayer? Because we need to get serious. The, the condition in our community is serious. The condition in our world is serious. There is a desperate need for God, for the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's time for judgment to begin with the house of God. Even that, is that what Peter said? So it's time for us to be revitalized, renewed, and regain our hope and our strength in the power of God. So how do you revive dry bones? You understand that God has to come. The presence of the living God. But secondly, the power of the word of God. God created all things by His Word. You believe that? God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. When God speaks, things happen. And God can still speak into hopelessness in our world. The only hope for revitalizing dry bones or renewing lost hope, is for God to speak. In verse 4, he said to me, prophesy over these bones, and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. We need to hear the word of God. We need to hear the word of God daily in our private times. You need to hear the word of God weekly in your group times. You need to hear the word of God in worship time we need God's Word. We need God's Word in the church and in the world and in our nation and, and all across the world, don't we? What else, what else is so permanent, so lasting, so eternal but the Word and the promises of God? I can't think of anything, can you? There's a desperate need in our day and in our world for the Word of God. Someone put it like this. Him in your days with God's Word. Him in your weeks with God's Word. Him in your family with God's Word. For your bones will remain dry and your hope will remain lost until you hear the word of the Lord day after day and week after week. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Hebrews 4, 12 says, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. God's Word is a life-giving Word. Do you believe that? It gives us hope. It connects to us. I could not ever count the times. They're, they're too numerous to count. When I have gone into a time of prayer feeling discouraged and down, and opened up the Word of God, and God, by the wonderful gift of His Spirit who lives within us, spoke hope into my heart afresh and anew. Have you been there? Oh, isn't that wonderful? To go into a time with God of discouragement or maybe, maybe with disappointment or maybe with even anger or 
the feelings that you know you shouldn't have and be there before him and look into his word and have his word look into your heart and as if God, the God of heaven, is saying just to you just what you need to hear. And when you come out of that prayer time, you went in walking with your head down and you came out with your head up and your eyes on Jesus. That's what God's word does. Or the times when I've gone off somewhere because I needed refreshment to hear somebody else speak into my heart and my life. Then perhaps I went in a discouraged preacher and came out with a renewed hope. Why? It wasn't because of the person speaking. It was because of the God who used them to speak into my heart and life. That's what God's word does. We need the presence of God for dry bones to live. We need the word of God for the power of his word for dry bones to live. We need the preaching of God's word. And when I say that, I don't mean just from behind pulpits. I mean, all of us are preachers. Did you know that? In the morning when you go home and when you get up in the morning and look at yourself, say, good morning, preacher. We're all preachers. You're preaching with your heart in your life daily and with your words. You don't have to have a pulpit. Your pulpit may be your business or your schoolhouse or wherever you go, but we're all preachers, aren't we? And God has given us. He told Ezekiel, prophesy. He said, Ezekiel, I want you to preach to these dry, dead bones. What a request. I was listening to a sermon on this topic by Dr. Criswell, and he said, not a preacher in the world. There's not a preacher in the world that can't relate to that. <laughs> and so I thought I'd blame that on him. But anyway, preaching to dry bones, preaching to dead bones, it's, it's no different. It sounds ridiculous, but it's no different than you and I sharing the gospel with someone who is no, not yet saved. On the inside, they're dead, but God can bring life. He can bring life to the deadness of their spirit, and they desperately need that. It's not really that crazy. Paul said to Timothy, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction, because God's word penetrates darkness and death. Isaiah 55, verse 11, So will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. You know why we're afraid to talk to somebody about Jesus? Because we're afraid we're going to mess up. If you just share Scripture, the Scripture, I heard a guy say one time, Scripture's like a lion. Let it out. It'll be okay. It's not you, it's not me. It's the power of God's word and sharing that with other people. In verse 7, oh, look at this wonderful verse. So I prophesied, I did it. I, I, was, I was obedient. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and behold, a rattling and the bones came together, bone to its bone. Can you just imagine how Ezekiel must have felt that day? What an incredible sight. For him to see these bones begin to rattle and the noise begin to come and the skeletons begin to stand up. And then the sinews and the flesh come upon those skeletons. It must have been 
an incredible sight. The bones got connected. and They all came together. They say that a hundred pianos all tuned to the same fork will automatically tune to each other. They're, they're of one accord by being tuned to the standard to which they all yield. Isn't there a word in that for us? That you and I seek Him in His word as we listen to Him. Will He not draw us together and put us together into the body that He wants us to be? Well, sure He will. And He's already doing that. So many of you are already doing such wonderful things. You're spending time in your prayer closet. You're going out and helping people. It's, you're making a difference. And, and so many other people, people who can't perhaps do something physically are giving and they're praying. And it's a wonderful thing that's happening. And it just needs to happen more and more on, on a larger scale, doesn't it? For God to work in our midst. And so the presence of the living God, the power of the Word of God, the preaching of the Word of God. And then finally, the promise of the Spirit of God. You see, they used to be dry bones, but now they're just dead corpses. They're there, but they're not alive yet. So God says to Ezekiel, speak to the breath, speak to the wind. You remember Adam? God formed him from the dust of the earth, but he was just a corpse. Until God breathed the breath of life into him. And the Spirit of God came. And they stood up. In John chapter 14, Jesus said, If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. That he may be with you forever. That is the Spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. You will receive power when the Spirit comes upon you. You'll be my witnesses. In Ephesians chapter 5, he simply says, be filled with the Spirit. And you go back to verse 14 of Ezekiel 37, and he says, I will put my Spirit within you, and you will come to life. And I will place you on your own land, then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and done it. And he's speaking of the nation of Israel that was dead and disappointed and discouraged. And he said... It's not over. How many of you know that nothing is over until God says it's over? And that's what was going on there. Our God revitalizes dry bones. He raised the nation and ultimately he raised our Lord Jesus. Who stood at the grave of Lazarus and said, I am the resurrection and the life. Lazarus, come forth. And he gave him life. I read a story about that. I thought it was a great story. I want to share this as we... Move into our closing. About a guy named Robert Ingersoll. He was a famous atheist. There seems to be a lot of those. It's told that at one time he sought to show how the miracle of Lazarus being raised from the dead by Jesus was just a trick to bolster his waning fortunes. Ingersoll was speaking to this audience and he said to them, Can anyone tell me now why Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth? Well, there was an old saint in the back of the room who stood up quietly and replied, Yes, because if he had not said Lazarus, he would have had the whole graveyard of Bethany coming out to him. God revitalizes. He makes new. Where there is death, he brings life. 
Where there's hopelessness, he brings hope. And he asks you and me the question today, can these bones live? And you and I know the answer to that. Yeah, yes they can. By the grace and the power of God, lost hope can be discovered. Those who have cut themselves off and gone afar can come back. I don't know what your valley is today. Maybe you're in that valley. and but I don't know. Maybe there's a sense of failure that you've had a hard time getting over. I want you to know that you're surrounded by a whole lot of failures. Is that right, people? It's not how often you fall. It's how often you get up and seek God. Come back if you need to come back today. If you feel like a failure and the devil has put his accusing foot on your neck and tried not to let you get up. You can live again. Maybe you've had loss. Many of us have had loss. And it's difficult to push past that. But those bones can live again. Because He is the resurrection and the life. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And He brings victory to hearts that cannot sing. He helps them to sing again. So today, I want to pray with you if you need to pray. Pray with somebody. Maybe there's disappointment. Maybe you just got a dry and dead heart. I, one of our members was telling me a couple of weeks ago about how he went through a dry time, just a dry season for almost two years. But he kept going back and he kept going back and he kept going back to God and God finally gave him a new and fresh heart and walk again. And I, I want to call his name, but I can't do it because he didn't give me permission. But I want him to know how that blessed my heart. At the end of the dryness of our hearts and lives, these bones can live and find strength. So whether it's you as an individual or us as a church, the answer is always yes. Listen, believe, respond, and find new life and hope. Why? Because it all points to Jesus, who is the resurrection and the life. And all God's people said, Amen. Would you stand with me as we pray?